Hello, and welcome to the World of Birds podcast. I am your host, Kayla Fesk. This is a podcast featuring the great diversity found throughout the bird world, including unique behaviors, adaptions, habitats, and everything in between to help educate others and inspire action to help protect and conserve these amazing species. I'm adding another series to this podcast featuring different species of birds found throughout North America. These species spotlight episodes will go along with and in order with an art project I started at the beginning of 2021 and I'm currently working on. Those who follow me on my Facebook and Instagram may have already seen the start of the series. This project was inspired by John James Audubon's Birds of America. Like Audubon, I am planning on drawing as many species of birds that are found in the American Birding Association's definition of North America as I can. Each species will be drawn life-size by measurements found in Cornell's amazing Birds of the World online resource to make each drawing as realistic as possible. I think it may be interesting as I complete each bird to do an episode featuring all about that species. I hope this species spotlight can help teach those who live in North America to become more familiar with the over 800 species of birds that we share our own backyards with. The first species of this project is the black-capped chickadee. Anyone that lives in their range will be very familiar with this bird, especially those who put up bird feeders, as this little songbird would be one of the most frequent visitors that they will see. The black-capped chickadee is a small songbird in the Paridae family. They are monomorphic, meaning both males and females look identical. This cute little bird has a small body with what looks like an oversized round head with no neck. Their head has a black cap, black bib, with a white cheek patch. They also have a very short black bill with dark brown, almost black eyes. Their back is a soft gray with a buffy colored side that fades into a white belly. Their tail is long and gray. Their wings are also gray, while their secondary feathers have white edging to them. Their legs are also a bluish gray. The male is generally slightly bigger than the females, and overall they range in size from about 4.7 to 5.9 inches long, with a wingspan of 6.3 to 8.3 inches, which can be up to 2 inches longer than the length of a dollar bill. Their weight can range from 9 to 14 grams, which is about the weight of your average AAA battery. These are active, curious, and social little birds and can often be seen in mixed flocks with titmice, nuthatch, kinglets, and woodpeckers. Their boldness even extends them to become accustomed to taking sunflower seeds directly from people's hands. These little birds are non-migratory and are year-round residents from all the way from the east to west coast. Their range then extends from southern Canada down to New Mexico and along the Appalachian Mountains down to Georgia. They're not too picky with where they hang out. Basically anywhere there is trees and shrubs will do. So neighborhoods, parks, forests, marshes, they can all be great places to see this cute little bird. They are one of the most common visitors to backyard bird feeders where they will enjoy a variety of offered foods, including sunflower seeds, peanuts, and suet. 
Their natural diet is varied with a mixture of seeds, fruits, and insects. The composition of their diet varies depending on the season. During spring, summer, and fall, insects can make up to 80 to 90% of their diet. But during the winter, seeds and berries make up about 50%, while the other half of their diet consists of insects, their larvae, and eggs, which they will find in bark and leaf litter. They are also a species that tend to cache a lot of the seeds and sometimes insects that they find. It is estimated that they can cache up to 100,000 food items that will be stored singly in various locations, and they can actually remember each hiding spot for up to 28 days, and each hiding place will not be reused. This behavior is mostly seen in fall and winter when their food sources have become more scarce. The vocalization of this little species can be quite complex. Thirteen different forms of vocalization have been categorized, each being used to communicate different information to other chickadees and birds around. Their song is a two-note Phoebe whistle with a second note lower than the first. But the more familiar vocalization is the one that gave this bird their name, their chickadee-dee-dee call. This call is used by both males and females year-round. This call, while sounding simple, is surprisingly complex. Information about the threat is portrayed through tone, distance between the chick and the D notes, and the number of Ds. A cool thing to know about this call is that the Ds at the end range in number depending on the threat. The higher the threat, the more Ds there will be. There was a recorded case when seeing a pygmy owl, a huge threat to chickadees, that actually 23 Ds were used. These little birds are also cavity nesters. Chickadees will either excavate their own nesting cavities or use an old abandoned woodpecker hole. The location is usually selected by the female. A cup-shaped nest that is made up of moss with a soft material like fur will then be made inside the cavity. Also, they will readily use man-made nesting boxes when offered. If you do put up a nesting box for them, they seem to prefer some natural wood shavings placed in the bottom over a bare nest box. The black-capped chickadee will have one brood a year with anywhere from 1 to 13 eggs per clutch laid. These eggs are small, about 0.5 by 0.6 of an inch, and are white with small reddish-brown spots. After 12 to 13 days, they will hatch into altricial young, meaning they hatch blind, naked, and for the most part are unable to move or do much after hatching, requiring extensive parental care. These hatchlings will stay in their little nest cavity for about 12 to 16 days before they fledge. The black-capped chickadee is a common bird and is labeled a species of least concern. Due to their adaptability and use of urban yards, their population has actually been increasing. It is believed that their population is approximately 41 million individuals, with about 54% living in Canada and 46% in the United States. Some random fun chickadee facts about this little songbird is that it is the state bird of Massachusetts and Maine, and also the provincial bird of New Brunswick in Canada. Also, the oldest known wild chickadee was at least 11 years and 6 months old. Even though this species is doing well, 
there are several things that you can do for the species. For example, if you put up a bird feeder, remember to regularly clean it to help prevent the spread of diseases and viruses. Leaving some old trees with nest cavities or even putting up nest boxes would be greatly appreciated by your local chickadees. Since these little birds have insects as a high percentage of their diet, avoid the use of chemicals and insecticides on your yard and property. Many don't realize that by the use of these chemicals, they not only kill the insects, but that effect goes up the food chain, resulting in the deaths of many songbirds, such as chickadees, warblers, robins, and other wildlife that eat insects. And with that, I wrap up this little episode about the black-capped chickadee, and I hope you enjoyed it and learned a few things about this cute little bird. If you did enjoy this episode, please feel free to share it, leave a review, or follow this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Kayla Fisk Birds. Thanks for listening, all you lovely bird nerds, and have a great day.